To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Mike Yardley, our travel correspondent is with us this morning. Good morning, sir. Your low-carbon travel correspondent, good morning. Are you a low-carbon travel <laughs> correspondent? I just Not really. I mean... As someone who values these things, I'm aware of you know, like I I I have to travel a lot, you know, like my yeah. job. I I I, yeah. I was in Wellington this week. Yeah, I was in Wellington last week. You know, I'm on planes all the time. And um, and for those of us who do love traveling and who yeah. also love preaching about the importance of uh, climate change action, uh, we find ourselves in a bit of a hypocritical bind from time to time. Yeah, it is an occupational hazard. The way I sort of justify it to myself is I do tend to travel like a Japanese tourist, so I will bundle a whole lot of Mm. potentially singular trips together, you know, so that I'm only taking the one flight and then doing a whole lot of stuff. And I could have actually theoretically done five different trips using five different flights. I'll bundle it all together. Yeah, that and it's my guilt. And I think, well, and I think controlling the controllable as much as you can, right? So, yeah, yeah. yeah Malcolm's little, you know, little tips about, you know, taking the bus from the airport, for example, as opposed to sure. to, to driving yeah. or getting a taxi and all those sorts of things. I mean, they're, they're yeah. yeah, perhaps insignificant compared to the fossil fuels in a plane, but still yeah. they, they matter. So, yeah. Sure. Anyway, this morning we are focusing on Tambourine Mountain, Queensland's scenic rim, and it's like a pretty short hop, isn't it, from Brisbane or from the Gold Coast to get up mm. to the mountain? Yeah, it is. It's just 45 minutes either from the GC or Brisbane. In fact, the road up Tambourine Mountain I discovered a couple of weeks ago, Jack, was Queensland's first sealed road outside of Brisbane because there was just so much demand, you know, such magnetic huh. appeal from day trippers to get um, to the top of the mountain. I adore Tambourine Mountain. It is like a green-drenched wonderland. You've got all of those fabulous woodsy villages, all of that charm. You've got the rainforests and just so much artisanal verve across so many indulgent endeavours. It really is a place of indulgence. So so what uh, wineries and distilleries did you sip your way oh. through, dear I ask? You need weeks there to do it justice, but one I really enjoyed is called Witches Fall Winery, a lovely family-run enterprise, and it's actually emerged as one of Queensland's biggest wine producers, Witches Falls, and um, they just produce an incredible array of varietals, so comprehensive. The range that really intrigued me is their wild fermentation range, so they are using natural yeasts, the local natural yeasts from the fruit, uh, as opposed to using cultured yeast. And um, they've also gone into sort of like a climate adaptation mode, which is full. So they're uh, planting some really interesting varietals from the Douro, from southern Italy and Spain that are more heat and drought resistant. Ah. Um, yeah, so you, you've got varietals there like Tinta Barocca, uh, Negro Amaro, Torija, um, and they really do add um, an enrichment to their range of wines. By the way, for a complete palate change, you've got to go to Tambourine Mountain Distillery. These guys are like a powerhouse of liqueurs and spirits. At last count, they have scooped 300 national and international awards uh, for their product. Sheesh. Um, 
I know, it's just incredible. Yeah. And honestly, to go for a bit of a tasting there, it is like an uncharted journey in a glass. You can try things like ginger vodka, and you'll like this one, Jack, Turkish Delight Liqueur. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that does sound like a cup of me. Why is the limoncello so good? Well, most limoncellos only contain 3% lemon juice. And uh, the thing about uh, Tambourine Mountain Distillery's so limoncello is... Yeah, isn't it incredible? Um, so like yeah. your, your typical yeah. Italian mama making your limoncello in Sorrento yeah. would only have 3% of that um, juice as lemon juice. Uh, at Tambourine, they ramp that up to 36% lemon juice. So it is super zesty. Um, and I also sampled the most unfamiliar taste of yuzu cello liqueur. So this is the same concept of as limoncello, but they yeah. use yuzu, which is a, a very popular citrus fruit in East Asia, Japan, Korea, China. They all get into the yuzu, and it sort of tastes like a cross between a mandarin and a grapefruit. But yeah, a really nice cello. Oh, okay, that sounds interesting. Why is the Polish place so popular? Well, the curious thing about tambourine is that it's a real cultural melting pot with so many influences, and the Polish place is a really good example. It's this gorgeous guest house and restaurant overlooking the Great Dividing Range, and they specialise in real McCoy Polish cuisine. Their signature dish is roasted duck for two, stuffed with Granny Smith apples and served with red cabbage, <laughs> fried apple, and yeah. cherry sauce. I do like the cherry sauce. I also tucked into, Jack, Polish potato pancakes oh. with sour cream. Oh, my God. These things are so good. They, the pancakes actually resemble a ball of soft, curly fries. But you don't want to make the mistake I did when I was there. I took a momentary breather to soak up the lofty views from the deck. And literally oh. within seconds, my table was the subject of a swift aerial ram raid, a mob attack of rainbow lorikeets swooped down and took over. I've now got a photo. No of way. I, yeah. I know. In my photo, I reckon there are over 40 <laughs> rainbow lorikeets on my table gorging on my pancakes and sour did, cream. Did you and find sour. it kind of charming because they're lorikeets yeah. and we're from New Zealand so we don't see them yes. all together often, but everyone who's a local is like, oh, they're the... You know, they're the seagulls of Tamarine Mountain. <laughs> they were obviously all just perched in the trees above me. Just I waiting. hadn't noticed them. Yeah. 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 And I thought, here's a schmuck. Um, <laughs> and sure enough, they took over. Yeah. The waiting staff were not impressed. No, no. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I'd love to see that photo. Okay, so you, you, you've finished feeding, or at least yeah. uh, the Laura Keats have. Go into yes. the rainforest maybe to burn off a few of those calories. Any recommended Indeed. strolls for us? Well, I think the Americans would like Tambourine Mountain Jack mm. because I noticed all of their walks are very short and sweet. <laughs> you know, <laughs> very convenient walks. Yeah. Um, a really good one is Curtis Falls. And um, this place was literally cracking when I was there a fortnight ago. Obviously, as people know, there's been a lot of rainfall in Queensland. Yeah. And it's still bringing down a lot of gum trees, particularly on the escarpments. So at Curtis Falls, I was admiring the waterfall and boom, this massive gum tree just charged down the gorge. It was incredible. Um, another really cool place to go, the Skywalk. If you've done the oh. treetops walk just out of Hokitika, there is a very similar construction at Tambourine. And it's a fabulous way to get a very illustrative insight, as Lathan Smith would say, uh, into the, the constant 
territorial battle between the gum trees mm. and the rainforest at Tambourine. And those strangler figs of the rainforest, they genuinely just try and suffocate those very invasive gum trees from marching any further. It's yeah. fabulous. Oh, yeah. nice. So, so aside yeah. from the mob attack from the lorikeets, yes. was there any other wildlife <laughs> of note? Well, a couple of cool sightings. The red-legged paddy melon. Now, this is no bigger than a rabbit. If a, if a wallaby is like a small kangaroo, a paddy melon is like a small wallaby. Yeah, right. Very cool little critters. And I also encountered Albert's lyrebird, the pavarotti of the rainforest, the world's largest songbird. And my God, this thing can mimic anything, including hedge trimmers. <laughs> Sadly, it used to be shot to be eaten in pies. Oh. Um, but, yeah, this very crafty, <laughs> talented bird is far too good to end up being buried in pastry, Jack. Oh, fantastic. Oh, this sounds like you had a great time. Thank you. I'm glad that um, you still managed to sustain yourself, um, <laughs> given, the, given the drama with the lorikeets. But um, where, can we, can, where can we see that photo? Um, I've, I've sent it through to the online team, so hopefully right. they'll include it in the article yeah, on the website. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure yeah. they will. We'll make sure that happens. <laughs> Thank you so much, Mike, and um, we will catch you again next week.